0: This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you, Professor Pete. I'm Janice Goldson, and I work with leaders to create a culture of ethics that builds trust, sparks initiative, and drives productivity. I am a keynote and TEDx speaker, a coach, a community rabbi, a retired high school teacher, a repentant hitchhiker, and my most recent book is titled Grappling with the Gray, an Ethical Handbook for Personal Success and Business Prosperity. Well,
0: Jona,son it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And I know for myself, I can totally appreciate your last book in the gray coming out. (laughs) Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry?
1: That's a really interesting question. Uh, In my professional life, I've had several incidents where people commented on my smiling. Oh. Um, one of them was right after I gave my TED talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of them was at the National Speakers Association Conference. A fellow walking down the, 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 the hall glanced at me and said, there it is, the biggest smile of the conference. <laughs> and another one was when I spoke to a group of students in a, in a program 17 years after I had graduated that program. Mm. And in none of those situations was I conscious that I was smiling. I was in a situation where, as we say, I was right in the zone, I was in my element. You know, as a, as a, as a professional speaker, there is nothing more electrifying and gratifying than connecting with a large group of people for whom I'm providing value and who are responding to the value. And one of the uh, the great moments on uh, looking through um, keynote reviews, one person wrote down, "I didn't look at my cell phone once." Uh, wow. <laughs> yes, I mean, who needs drugs? Who needs alcohol? <laughs> I mean, this—it's been tough during COVID with you know the conference industry shutting down. So I may not have been smiling quite as much as as I was before. But but that sheer joy, and for any of us, you know, doing what we're really good at. What we love and what provides values to others—there's um, no greater thrill. Mm, I love it, and I can hear the passion in your voice. And I absolutely love that
0: the way you know—it's that smiling, and it's so true because it just connects people. When you when you when you can make that smile, it breaks down some barriers. Absolutely love that. Thank you. Question number three: I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read?
1: First, I'd like to order a couple. (laughs) Uh, I would point to the chapter titled, Compliance is the Enemy of Ethics. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle is, There's No App for Being Ethical. That's powerful. Go ahead. Well, you know, I mean, especially nowadays, we've gotten into, our culture has become so binary. Mm -hmm. We're trying to reduce everything to black and white when almost nothing is. And this is why I titled my book, Grappling Grappling with the Gray," because most of life is lived in that gray area between what's obviously right and obviously wrong. Mm -hmm. And when we try to relegate or concede um, ethical decisions to a rule book, I mean, you need compliance laws, just like you need laws in a society. But we know that there are always gonna be loopholes there are always gonna be ways of distorting the letter of the law to subvert the spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. And what makes us ethical and what creates an ethical society is when we do the hard work of struggling to understand what are our priorities. You know, ethical principles don't change, but situations do. And you can put all the variables into this app and you're not going to get the right answer. And you shouldn't. Because again, it's that effort of developing our ethical mental muscles that creates a new reality for us. It makes us ethical people. It fashions an ethical society. And ultimately, success is all about relations. And relationships are all about trust. And trust is all about ethics. Mm
0: -hmm. I 100% agree with you. In fact, uh, I read um, a book from uh, Stephen M. R. Covey that talked about the speed of trust. And he he mentions the exact same thing that you mentioned. So very insightful. Thank you. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice would you give to other business leaders?
1: Well, since I'm a rabbi, I'm going to do something uh, traditionally Jewish and answer a question with a question. Sure. Um, Do you know what is the first recorded advice for leaders in history? I do not. Well, it's in the beginning. Go all the way back to when God says, let us create man in our image. Who is he talking to? (laughs) Well, presumably he's talking to his heavenly court. He's talking to his angels. But why is he asking them? He's not making man in their image, he's making man in his image. He doesn't need their help, he's God. It's a lesson for leaders. Include your team in the decision-making process. Even if you think you know what you're going to do, you don't expect anybody's gonna have any helpful advice, you're going full steam ahead. But first, by doing that, you show them that you respect their opinions, you show them that they're partners and not peons. You allow them to become invested, which makes them feel that they're more important, feel empowered, and motivated to put more into the job. Second, if you're not God, and most of us aren't, maybe somebody's going to have an idea you didn't think of. Maybe they're going to see a flaw in your plan that you didn't recognize. Not only do good leaders encourage participation, they encourage dissent. They encourage disagreement because that's what protects us against the group think. You know, if we all agree full steam ahead, that's a warning. We may have missed something critical. And history is full of examples of catastrophes that happened because everybody agreed this is the right thing to do, and there were no voices of dissent. So good leaders encourage participation and encourage disagreement.
0: I really, really like that because I think so many companies and so many leaders need to understand that because, you know, a lot of people will not be um, confident enough to raise Questions or issues if they don't feel like they're going to be heard or be ignored or maybe be berated for you know questioning authority. Am, am I right as I'm describing that?
1: Oh yeah, I mean you know you know the joke of the the uh, the boss who says to his his assistant, you know, I hate yes yes men, Struthers. Don't you agree? <laughs> That's a perfect one. Yeah, I think I've seen that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Great point there.
0: Question number five: What other business leader, like yourself, would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast?
1: That would have to be my uh, the co-host of my podcast. Um, podcast is called the the Rabbi and the Shrink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the Rabbi, and uh, the Shrink is uh, Dr. Margarita Guri. She is a licensed psychologist. She's a business coach. Uh, she has an absolutely sparkling personality, uh, a delightful sense of humor, and she is tremendously insightful and an absolute pleasure to uh, to talk with. Well, perfect.
0: I look forward to reaching out to her. Thank you for that referral. And our final question, question number
1: six, please tell me about your first job. <laughs> well, I guess that would be scooping ice cream mm-hmm. And typical high school job. But I really learned a lot um about about business and about people you know counter work can be some of the most unpleasant work there is Mm -hmm. um you know i was i was given hours that were terrible (laughs) you have to deal with all kinds of people and a lot of them are not pleasant to deal with and you have to be polite and you have to be civil and You have to serve because that's your job. But at the same time, the lesson for me of how to be a customer. And when I am in a position, you know, who was it? Um, One of the, one of the Harry Potter characters said, uh, you can tell people, you can tell who people really are by the way they treat their underlings. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to see character. And I mean, I can think of a time I was, I was actually, I developed uh, a a skill of, of, I was really good at making ice cream sodas. And guy walked in and he was grumpy from the moment he walked in and he ordered a milkshake and I misinterpreted the order and I made him a soda.
0: Hmm.
1: And I mean, you would have think that, that I murdered his mother and burned his house down. And it's so nasty and i finally got rid of him and the guy behind him was so polite and so reassuring and, you know he watched the whole interchange between me and this guy <laughs> and and it was such a lesson for me to see how you treat people in service even when they make mistakes even when they don't get it right even when you're impatient and in a hurry and things aren't working out the way it's not that person's fault and even maybe if it is people are human beings mm-hmm. And just as a footnote, I once served O.J. Simpson. And, uh, and that was also interesting to see that uh, you know, all these people in the store just sort of descended on him, asking him to, to sign uh, napkins. <laughs> um, anyway, that, a lot of education went on behind the counter.
0: Yeah, and the the story you're telling. I, I worked at an ice cream parlor as one of my first jobs too, and and I can completely relate to you. And I I too learned the value of treating people the way you would like to be treated. Based on that, because yeah, you know it, it it's it the general public can be very nasty. And, and that is uh, an eye-opening experience to, to say the least. And uh, so I appreciate that. It really, really resonated with me. And Yonison, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you? Uh,
1: hang on, Professor. That's seven questions. <laughs> Sorry to throw that curve. I only contracted for six. <laughs> So certainly on my website, which is my name, which if you can, if you can uh, spell it, Y-O-N-A-S-O-N-G-O-L-D-S-O-N, jonasongoldson.com. Uh, I'm also very active on LinkedIn, so encourage people to connect with me there. And I'm always happy to continue the, uh, the conversation. Perfect. This
0: is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning Up Business and Life podcast. Get hundreds of amazing insights from previous guest episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called